Welcome to the Kingdom Mandate. Join us each Saturday as we share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the Kingdom of God according to His sovereign will for mankind to remain in His covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. Jesus, Lord, we come before thy throne room, God. Father, we come asking you, God, to end. Let our eyes of understanding be enlightened, God, by your wisdom and your knowledge, God. We ask that your word, God, will be manifested in us, God, with clear understanding that we may be able to grow, God, from your word. God, we ask that our ears be sharpened to listen, God. Diablo, Sunday, God, we ask you, Lord, Father, to be in the presence of us, God. We ask you, God, to, to shape us and mold us according to thy will, God. God, we come, Lord Father, seeking after you. You said to seek after your kingdom, God, to hunger and thirst after you, God. And we stand before your throne, God, hungering and thirst, thirsting for you, God, to learn more of you, to know who you are, to the depthness and the height, God. Father, we ask, God, that the measure that you give us, God, will be increased, God, that it may benefit not just 
us, but others, God, that others will be fed from this word, Lord Father, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. And we just also want to encourage you to go back and listen to the previous um, messages that we have delivered under the kingdom mandate of God. On the strange women of the Bible, we have been talking about this series for some time, for a couple of years now. And uh, we spoke last week about um, the mother of Moses, which was Jochebed, and also to his sister Miriam. And to this time, we're going to be talking about his first um, wife, Zipporah. And let's just um, start on the journey with Exodus chapter 2, starting from verse 11. And you can go back and um, learn about uh, the first two chapters that we read last week um, in Exodus 1 and 2, um, about, again, Jochebed and um, his sister Miriam. So let's start with uh, verse 11 in Exodus 2, where it says, And it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown, and he went out unto his brethren and looked on their burdens, and he spied an Egyptian smiting an Hebrew, one of his brethren, and he looked this way and that way. And when he saw that there was no man, he slew the Egyptian, and he hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two men of the Hebrews strove together. And he said to him that did the wrong, wherefore smitest thou, thou thy fellow? And he said, who made thee a prince and a judge over us? Intendest thou to kill me as thou killed the Egyptian? And Moses feared and said, Surely this thing is known. And now when Pharaoh heard this thing, he sought to slay Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and went uh, and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he said, and he sat down by a well. And now the priest of Midian and the seven daughters and and they came and drew water and filled the troughs to water their father's flock. And the shepherds came and drove them away. But Moses stood up and helped them and watered their flock. And when they came to rule their father, he said, How is it that ye are come to so soon today? And they said, An Egyptian delivered us out of the hand of the shepherds, and also drew water enough for us, and watered the flock. And he said unto his daughters, And where is he? Why is it that ye have left the man? Call him, that he might eat bread. And Moses was content to dwell with the man, and he gave Moses Zipporah, his daughter, the, and share, and she bare him a son, and he called his name Gershom, for he said, I have been a stranger in a strange land. And it came to pass in, pro- in the process of time that the king of Egypt died, and the children of Israel sighed by reason of the bondage. And they cried, and their cry came up unto God by reason of the bondage. And God heard their groaning, and God remembered his covenant with Abraham, with Isaac, and with Jacob. 
And God looked upon the children of Israel, and God had respect unto them. Now, Minister Belinda, this is this is quite a bit that we read here, but I, I want to just touch a little bit on um, the, the Midianites first of all, because I want to point out that in the um, family of the Midianites, how they came about, um, the wife of Abraham, which was Keturah, if we were to read in Genesis 25, 1 and 2, I just want to cut it short, though, and give a brief um, summary of it. Um, Abraham took a wife, and her name was Keturah, and so she bare him Zimron, Jokchen, Maiden, Maiden, and Midian, and Ishbak, and Shua. So these were children of, um, again, Abraham by Keturah. And so the Midianite children, um, here we have Rule, who is a prince and also a priest of the Midianites that is dwelling in uh, Midian. And so uh, the Midianites, you know, being born of Abraham, they have a quarter of the culture of Abraham instilled with them, and they kind of understand uh, the ordinances of God. So uh, by reading this, we can see several things that have happened here. Um, First of all, you know, because we read this last week as well, Moses uh, is kind of cast out away from the Egyptians because he smote down an Egyptian. And Moses also has the features of an, uh, of, you know, the attire of the Egyptian on him. So when he goes out, obviously it looks like he's an Egyptian. He doesn't have the attire of the Hebrew or the attire of his forefathers on because he was taken off into the home of Pharaoh's daughter and raised like an Egyptian. So they perceive that he's an Egyptian, uh, the the seven daughters of rule, or as it says later, Jethro. Uh, what are what are your thoughts about this? Well, well, he looks. You know, uh, when you were saying that, I I thought to myself, you know, something could look like one thing and be another, and he looked like an Egyptian, but he wasn't. He was a Jew. But he, you know, like he escaped. His mother, uh, his sister, put him in a basket, you know, and put him down the river. Well, I think his mother did, and then she had the daughter spy on him to watch and see what happened to him. But I mean, mm-hmm. and here he escapes from Pharaoh that mm-hmm. wanted to kill him, and he escapes. And God provides a place of safety. But you know, when you read, I'm thinking. Uh, about the well. I said, this is more than one time in the Bible. It talks about a lot of these men meet their wives at these wells. Yeah. You know, if it's the young lady acting in kindness, you know, or he, here is Moses, he acted in kindness. He came to their defense and then helped them uh, water their stock. And when mm-hmm. the father out, he tells them to come in and, and bring him to the house, which will initially he would wind up marrying one of his daughters. Mm-hmm. 
So there's yeah, a connection. You know, I don't know if it's the well is symbolic to God's, you know, his, uh, the water that God speaks of, the living waters, you know, that everything has a purpose. Mm-hmm. The water has a purpose. The fruits of the spirit have a purpose. The blood has a purpose. The blood sacrifice, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Let, let's look also, too, at the, the role of the women here, you know, because Rule had seven daughters. Um, and again, he was, mm-hmm. a, 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 you know, written as, uh, in the Bible as a, a Midianite prince and also a priest, and uh-huh. and we look at this, we look at this and um, that they were they would be like they were considered as being humble I would say because they are going yeah. out for their father to water the flocks to draw to draw water to for the, and if you've ever pulled a bucket out of a well it's not an easy task um, uh-huh. number one. Yeah, because you, you have to, you know, it's not like the bucket just goes down and it grabs water. You have to send it down a certain way in order for it, it to actually turn water into it and then pull it back up. So mm-hmm. um, it's quite an, a skill. So they were drawing, went out to draw water, and their father is a prince. He's honorable. They're, honor, they're considered in the place of honor, born in the place of honorable. That's because of their father being a prince, but yet they're out there helping the father with their business, um, with his business. And um, as I said, he was a priest and a prince, and and so his daughters also are catering to help him um, in his priesthood. And they're very modest, also too, in their approach because they didn't take Moses back to the house without the father's approval. They went to talk to the father first. Mm-hmm. Um, to let the father know before they received his approval to um, bring him to the house. So they were very mm-hmm. modest. Oh, yeah, he still asked them, why didn't you bring him to the house with you? What? Because what we look at that now. Um, these are women, you know, women uh, uh, be, be working, working and doing and being humble Um in the house of their father, because I'm sure they could have had maids. They could have had anybody mm-hmm. out there doing it, but for some reason his daughters was trusted uh, with uh, this task. What, what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, there's a lot of thoughts because uh, uh, this is contrary to today, you know, but a lot of the, the upbringing and the social norms came out of the Bible. But mm-hmm. we've gone so far from God. We think that, you know, they, like you said, they came out of like kind of like royalty. He was a prince and he was a, 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 a high status, you know, of mm-hmm. a, a, a priest of the community. But yet they, you know, some people say, well, why didn't the men get the water? Everybody mm-hmm. had a job. That was their job to go and they, they submitted to do it. And go do it, you know, go where uh, you'd have to be uh, humble to go and do it, you know. You're not mm-hmm. questioning what you're doing. It's just something that you do within that household, you know, to help. Mm-hmm. That, mm-hmm. that there, the girls, you know, uh, they went and just did it. And they even, you know, I... I <laughs> 
I want to say, because the reference to the Bible is a reference to us. You know, everything we read, we learn from that Bible. And you could put it in today, how do I act? You know, uh, sometimes people, when God, you have to have a willing spirit first. You have to be willing to hear instructions. You have to be willing to, uh, there's times you're not supposed to question it. You know, if there's order set in the in the pattern of doing something, and I'm not talking about religious order, okay? I'm talking about the order of God, the spirit of God. You have to have, be willing to hear what the spirit says and how God sets up his word, how he sets up his order, you humbly submit. Amen. You know, and, and these girls, these ladies went down there, you know, and when you're doing labor, you don't have a lot of foolishness. You're there for a purpose. And like Donna says, you got to put that, uh, uh, you got to be able to learn, first of all, how you're supposed to do it. Then you follow the direction. You put the bucket down a certain way, like she says, to get the water in, and then it's not an easy task. So a lot of the characteristics is like humility, instructions, and then following those instructions. And then when they came back, they didn't invite them in there. That's It's funny because that's some of the things I do as a grown person. I don't invite everybody to my house. I get permission from God. And, I mean, <laughs> that, you know, I'm still a child. I'm grown. I'm 67. But there's yeah. a grownness, you say, <laughs> in God that has really? respect and that grownness that we hear young kids and older people that haven't bothered to mature and say, I'm grown. But you're not wow. willing to follow instruction. You're not willing to set an order in yourself. When you go to a job, you will, your, a boss will tell you to do it one way, and you'll try to do it another way. Yeah. So I, when I look at these stories, I immediately, the spirit makes me go into my life and, and I'm saying, Lord, how, how could you get some women to do this? Or uh, young, it could be anybody. We don't have to put this sex on it, you know, but it is in, in the spirit of God. How can you get somebody to do that now without them having a fit? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, and it's not your upbringing or your title. He yeah. had that. But you and, and I think and, about Yeah. Uh-huh. Go ahead. No. Well I'm just thinking about too, you know, the fact that obviously, you know, with them being female and going out to the well and mm-hmm. and here other shepherds coming in to struggle to to strive with them, you know, because of the well and the water and, and it's mm-hmm. not like that I'm sure it's not easy being a female with that type of challenge, you know, they they ran them yeah. off. And yeah. so here's Moses there this time to stand up for them. Um, yeah. Whereas before, you know, it wasn't like that. And then Moses having this appearance of a, of a, uh, an Egyptian, yeah. uh, you know, he ne- they didn't never talk to him. He said he was an Egyptian, but it was something about him that looked Egyptian that, that mm-hmm. made them believe that he was an Egyptian as they're talking to their father. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I'm hoping somewhere down the line, you know, we can see that uh, the father, it is revealed to the father that he's a 
uh, he's a Hebrew um, of yeah. the tribe of Israel. Yeah. Um, yeah, when from, you, from the lineage come, of Abraham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, when you said that him coming to their defense, here he sees a wrong and immediately goes to protect those ladies. You know, mm-hmm. that's a characteristic, too, and an order in God, God's character, his people's character. He saw that, and he went and helped mm-hmm. them. Where, and you see this in different countries. Women get attacked, and people stand around. Yeah. You know, and they don't come to their defense. And some men, you know, some men do. I'm not saying all, but there's a lot of this now where things go on, uh, you know, his character to defend them, not disrespect them. Yeah. And yeah, father would said, you know, when you hear that uh, there was a danger to your, your daughters, but there was somebody that uh, uh, defended your daughters and not only did that, but helped them and what the chore they were doing. Wow. Yeah, it's true. So, you know, when we get the Lord um, reveals himself to Abraham as um, Yahweh, the the Yehovah, um, Mm -hmm. the God of their fathers and uh, God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, you know, I am that I am. And Mm -hmm. like, on, you know, after the Lord speaks to him, Moses returns back to the Father, and I'm in Exodus 4, you know, because the topic is about the Torah, and um, I'm in Exodus 4, verses 18, reading from verse 18, when he's, after he has met with God, and God has revealed himself as to who he is to Moses, and what Moses' task is. You know, Moses was concerned, you know, it comes out Moses is a stutterer. He he stutters and he he he's not confident in um being able to go back to Egypt and communicate with the people, but nevertheless he comes back to his father in law in verse eighteen and I'm gonna read from there and Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father in law, and said unto him, Let me go. I pray thee in return unto my brothers, my brethren, which are in Egypt, and see whether they be yet alive. And Jethro said to Moses, Go in peace. And the Lord said unto Moses and Midian, Go return unto Egypt, for all the men are dead which sought thy life. And Moses took his wife and his sons, and set them upon an ass, and he returned to the land of Egypt. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. And the Lord said unto Moses, When thou goest to return to, into Egypt, see that thou do all these wonders before Pharaoh, which I have put in thine hand. But I will record in his heart that he shall not let the people go. And thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, Thus says the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And I saw, and I say unto thee, Let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so God, 
<laughs> God is telling him, you know, and 20, 22, and thou shalt say to Pharaoh, thou, thus says the Lord Israel is my son, even my firstborn. And and I say unto thee, yet let my son go, that he may serve me. And if thou refuse to let him go, behold, I will slay thy son, even thy firstborn. And then in 24, he said, and it came to pass, by the way in the end that the Lord met him and sought to kill him. So, you know, this part right here is always so, uh, it's such a profound, uh, you know, statement. Why is God uh, seeking to kill um, Moses? And in 25, it says, Then Zipporah took a sharp stone, and cut off the foreskin of her son and cast it at his feet and said, Surely a bloody husband art thou to me. So he let him go. Then she said, A bloody husband thou art because of the circumcision. And the Lord said to Aaron, Go into the wilderness to meet Moses. And he went and met him in the mount of God and kissed him. And Moses told Aaron all the words of the Lord who had sent him and all the signs which he had commanded him. So I want to stop there and let's focus on this uh, 24 through 26 because Zipporah plays this act of performing a circumcision on on her son. And I can't recall any other woman of the Bible performing a circumcision on her son just as she did. And then casting off the foreskin and throwing it at his feet and said, surely a bloody husband art thou to me. Or in Hebrew, I want to say uh, the Hebrew words that she said right there. She said, she said, damim hatan. Or she said, hatan, hatan, damim to her. So in um the Hebrew translation is saying you are a bridegroom of blood to me or she could be saying uh she flings it at God's feet saying you are a, a blood father in law to me. So there are two mm-hmm. ways to read that. Now um when you get into other interpretations you find that, you know, um, Moses, for some reason, wasn't able to circumcise his son, but Zipporah was. She was able to do it, and Zipporah announces the spousal of the child to God by covenant of the circumcision and thankfulness, you know, of sparing her husband Moses. Um, mm-hmm. Would you like to share your thoughts on that area? Okay. Uh, you know, when God sends them back and tells them to, uh, that they have died, the people that want to kill, you know, that want to destroy it. Let me go back. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, verse 18, I'm just going to read the one verse. Mm-hmm. It says, mm-hmm. I pray thee and return unto my brethren, which are in Egypt, and see whether they be yet alive. Okay, he goes back, and then God hardens Pharaoh's heart. 
And I remember when I read that, I said, Lord, why did you do that? And But God, in order to, for him to do the signs and wonders, he hardened his, uh, Pharaoh's heart. And then he told him he would do these things. So it was a sign. That's what I'm getting. It was a sign for Pharaoh, for the people, the power of God. And he said, uh, let me see. It has to do with that firstborn, too. I think it was a, uh, several things why she did that. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, well, I want to take remembrance, too, that the Midianites are um, from Abraham, Keturah, which was right. Abraham's wife. So mm-hmm. uh, that I'm sure that they understood circumcision, number one. Yeah. Um, then we look at also the fact that, um, you know, when he says this about that he will, let me go back to the quote where he says that about Pharaoh in 22, and thou shalt say unto Pharaoh, thus saith the Lord, Israel is my son, even my firstborn. firstborn. Yeah, um, and he's, he's going to kill uh, Pharaoh's firstborn, all the firstborn. So can but you imagine both, what's going? Yeah. Can you imagine what's going through, uh, Father? You know, you, you, you. Let's say you, woman of God. Let's say any mm-hmm. woman or man of God out there. And God is saying that you know He's going to kill somebody's firstborn child. He's He's mm-hmm. going to kill that firstborn child. Can you imagine how the fear that goes through your heart? When the Lord is saying He's going to kill someone and about your own child, you you thinking about how that person is going to feel or how what uh, you know about their own child. He maybe you start thinking inwardly about your own child, and you know you find it even difficult to circumcise them because of mm-hmm. uh, you know you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, the thought of losing that child, and yeah, I'm one. But that um, you know, because uh-huh. see, Pharaoh didn't fear God, and he mm-hmm. didn't. He, in order for you to think that way, you have to have some kind of connection, some kind of understanding from God that you would even consider that. But when you're a Pharaoh and a king, you think because in their mentality they didn't serve the Lord. So to him, it would be like a lot of words. But Sephora had knew some of that covenant, and she knew mm. that they had to circumcise. And when God said the firstborn, and that they had a blood covenant with God, mm-hmm. and when Sephora heard that the firstborn, she turned around, cut the circumcised that boy, and then threw it was for her husband and her son. You know, I'm. What, what was it she says about a blood husband? Surely mm-hmm. a bloody husband art thou to me. Okay, so she's claiming he's, I'm of his lineage, I'm of his covenant. And then mm-hmm. she does it, a son, that's her firstborn. Mm-hmm. And to me, I'm saying, Lord, was that some, you know, she knows the, the tradition. He wasn't circumcised yet. But she's right. watching, hearing that this man, God says that they're like the firstborn to me, his people. Amen. 
going to kill all of them. But what happens later, my mind went right to God when uh, that was spoken. The angel came with the blood and put it over their doors. So none of the uh, Israelites, first ones, would die. Mm-hmm. Now here she is cutting real fast and, and making that connection. By blood. Yes, yes, uh, yes. And uh, again, the first uh, person, woman, in the Bible to circumcise her son, which is uh, quite interesting in itself. Very yeah, interesting. Because I, I, you know, I, even after a, a mother will take her child, uh, a boy, to the hospital, you know, it's just like it cuts a short uh, story inside of you um, to know that your child has been cut <laughs> in yeah. such a, um, a very tender area, you know. So yeah. um, it's, it, for her to do it herself, it took a lot of yeah. willpower uh, oh, for her yeah. to do that. Also, not only to save the son, but to save uh, Moses as well from the anger of God. And, uh, that mm-hmm. is that. That is a. Uh, it takes a lot, and she had the willpower to do it, and she had the strength, uh, stamina to do it, because she had a, a different level of faith in her uh, to yeah. persevere. Um, mm-hmm. You know, let's let's look at this um, Exodus 18 about Zipporah as well. I'm reading from verse 1, and it says, When Jethro, the priest of the Midian, Moses' mother, father-in-law, Moses' father-in-law, rather, heard of all that God had done for Moses and for Israel, his people, and that the Lord had brought Israel out of Egypt, then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took Zipporah, Moses' wife, after he had sent her back and her two sons, of which the name of one was Gershom, and for he said, I have been an alien in a strange land. And the name of the other was Eleazar, for God, for the God of my father said he was mine help and delivered me from the sword of Pharaoh. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, came and his sons and his wife unto Moses into the wilderness where he encamped at the Mount of God. And he said unto Moses, If thy father-in-law Jethro come unto thee, and thy wife and her two sons with her, and Moses went out to meet his father-in-law and did obeyance and kissed him, and they asked each other, of their welfare, and they came into the tent. And Moses told his father-in-law all that the Lord had done unto Pharaoh and the Egyptians for Israel's sake, and all the the travail had come upon them by the way, and how the Lord delivered them. And Jethro rejoiced for all the goodness which the Lord had done to Israel, whom he had delivered out of the hand of the Egyptians. And Jethro said, Blessed be the Lord, who has delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of Pharaoh, and who has delivered the people from under the hand of the Egyptians. Now I know that, that the Lord is greater than all gods, 
for in the for in the things wherein they dealt proudly, he was above them. And Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, took a burnt offering and sacrifices for God. And Aaron came and all the elders of Israel to eat bread with Moses' father-in-law before God. And it came to pass on the morrow that Moses said to judge the people, and the people stood by Moses from the morning until the evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw that he did, uh, saw all that he did to the people, he said, what is this that thou doest to the people? Why sittest thou thyself alone, and all the people stand by thee from morning unto evening? And Moses said unto his father-in-law, Because the people come unto me to inquire of God. When they have a matter, they come unto me, and I judge between one and another. And I do make them known, uh, make them know the statutes of God and his laws. And Moses' father-in-law said unto him, the, the thing that thou doest is not good. Thou wilt surely wear away both thou and this people that is with thee, for this thing is too heavy for thee. Thou art not able to perform it thyself alone. Hearken now unto my voice, and I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. Be thou for the people to God work, that thou mayest bring uh, the causes unto God, and thou shalt teach them ordinances and laws, and shall show them the way wherein they must walk and the the work that they must do. Moreover, thou shalt provide out of all the people able men such as that fear God, such as fear God, men of truth, hating covetousness, and place such over them to be rulers of thousands and rulers of hundreds, rulers of fifty and rulers of ten. And let them judge the people at all seasons, and it shall be that every greater matter they shall bring unto thee, but every small matter they shall uh, judge, so so shall it be easier for thee, for thyself, and they shall uh, bear the burden with thee. If thou shalt do thee, this thing, and God, is, and God command thee so, then thou shalt be able to endure, and all the people shall also go to their place in peace. So Moses hearkened to the voice of his father and did all that he had said. And Moses chose able, you know, and I'm not going to go through that part, but when we look at this, he did as he, as he said. But when we look at this, we look at, you know, um, in-law, we look at a situation with in-law, we look at um, how the father handled the situation about bringing Zipporah back to where the husband was and the children back to where the husband was, and they came together, and Moses accepted the Jethro in, he accepted the wife in, and, and he accepted uh, the wife's family in, and the, his people accepted the wife's family in, even though we look at this, Zipporah was uh, a Midianite and was not of uh, the, the original tribe of Israel, okay? So um, we also see that how um, 
Jethro, how Moses accepted the the wisdom from Jethro, that the wisdom that he had to offer that, you know, truly enough, with all of the Israelites that he was judging by himself, he was going to wear himself down. Um, share your thoughts in that area, Minister Bond. Well, that's a lot in there. And uh, uh, yeah. now this woman, she was a black woman, okay, and she was an Ethiopian. So that no, raises no. a lot. I'm I'm actually huh? still on Zipporah right now. Zipporah the Midianite. Okay. I'm on Zipporah the Midianite. We know that he married an Ethiopian also, but now oh, okay. Zipporah was also too from. Um, the African territory as well. So go ahead. Okay. Okay. You you look at now it's in laws. Uh, he went over there. He took the children. Then he brought him back to her, her his her husband and her, the children. You know. There's a lot. You know how people should act. You know how God's character. When Moses Moses did what he was supposed to do and follow directions, God told him to go back, even though, you know, to go back to a place that uh, he had committed the murder, go back and and where they hated him, wanted to kill him. But even though they had died, he still didn't know what was there, the left or, you know, if there was some more remnant of people that wanted to hurt him. But he followed God's direction. Mm -hmm. God hard. Uh, harden the Pharaoh's heart because he had a purpose in it. All the signs and miracles traveled outside of that area all the way back to Zipporah's uh, father. He heard about it. And out of that, it changed his continent. It changed his thought because he wasn't, he knew some of the traditions, but he wasn't an Israelite. But yet he could still see that he, uh, Moses' God was better than any of the gods. Amen. And, and uh, I think of the 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 way that they uh, uh, he honored his father-in-law, the way the father-in-law honored Moses. It didn't bring conflict. You know, when 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 God is in the midst of it, and and people are leaving all of their their thoughts or whatever, their personality is just obedience. Mm-hmm. And to see uh, um, when he came back and then he allowed this man, you know, he's looking at Mo- Moses. He's looking at how God is doing this. Then Moses gives him some understanding. But he looks at it in a different way then maybe Moses is looking at it because he's just being obedient. That's something God has told him, so he's being faithful. But yet the man gets him, you, it's going to wear you out. Yeah. He, but he says, pick men that are men of truth, hating, covetousness, and a place, a place such over them. But he's, he's saying, okay, here's some order. Here's, this is how you do it. But they had to be people that had the character of God. God is not a God that will lie. He is the God of truth. He doesn't take, you know, if you walk in the character of God, you don't take bribes. Then train them 
and then let them bring the larger matters and they could ma- they could uh decide over the small matters. Right. I, right. Uh, when when I see this I think of pastors. Mm-hmm. You know, that mm-hmm. this kind of thing and don't realize they cannot do it all. Teach the right. congregation that he is not the sole provider. That you have an obligation to learn the word of God. You have an obligation to grow. And there are gifts amongst the, the congregation. And they should be sent out, you know, in an orderly way. Well, this is how you could do this. This this training people. There wouldn't be so much uh, 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 people um, leaving the place that God told them to stay. You know, I'm talking about a spiritual place. The order. No one does anything if they're in God without the order of God. He's the one that is the ruler of your temple that lives in, we live inside, he lives inside of us. And our body is the temple of God. And the scripture says, how can two agree unless they walk together? How do they walk together? On the word of God. You got to follow the word of God. So here... And there's order in this. You know, and he's telling them, uh, uh, Moses, mm-hmm. you need to do this. But it's not outside of the order of God. This man has enough knowledge that men that will bear, that uh, will honor truth. And, and, and you, know, you know also, too, that, um, like I said, Moses, the Bible said that God said Moses was meek. Remember when uh, Miriam, um, you know, and Aaron was coming up against Moses because he had married the Ethiopian woman. We talked about that last week. And God said that, um, you know, he talked directly with Moses. He was meek in his heart. So Moses was meek in his heart when he was judging. And Mm -hmm. so he really looking at uh the his his own concerns right now because he's thinking right. about the well being of the people he's thinking about oh. what can uh, how god can um you know is speaking to him and giving him the revelation needed possible possibly for situations and god has given him the law and everything but he's not realizing that like you said at a certain point, you have to start rolling those things down and teaching others and uh, helping them to get connected with God to, into that covenant relationship and to develop that meekness inside of them that God will speak directly to them so that the the, the um, carrying of the law and the order, the mandate, the kingdom mandate of God can increase. Um, throughout yeah. the population because you realize, you know, as he's going on, he's looking at from a high level. Jethro is looking from a high level to mm-hmm. the, from the top to the bottom, and he's seeing that he's looking at it, you know, with uh, the physical eye and I think somewhat a spiritual eye that uh, something is out of order here. So it needs to get aligned mm-hmm. to the will of God. And like I said, um, they came from Abraham as well. Midianites came from Abraham through Keturah. Um, yeah. So, you know, we know that they understood the ordinances of God as well. We would think so because 
Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they grew up with that because even when Ishmael was in the desert, the uh, the Lord told the mother, He said, "I have heard the child's voice." He didn't say, "I mm-hmm. heard your," but He said, "I have heard the child's voice." So if He heard uh, the voice of Ishmael, there must have been some innocence um, part of mm-hmm. Ishmael when He heard it. You understand what I'm saying? Because He said, yeah. "I have heard the child's voice." So. Yeah. Uh, you know, we are always in our God's ways, and a lot of times we mm-hmm. we tend to want to uh, form a picture of things based on our ways and the, the way that we function, especially of those of us here in America. We want to look at it from a, an American view, but we're not looking at, at it from the biblical view of God, yeah. you know, yeah. and, and his sovereign will out of it, you know, extracting his sovereign will out of it. Because we can we can draw our own intent into the situation if we're not careful, and so one of the other things I like about it is that again, is that he he opened his ears to hear the the wisdom of Jethro, what what Jethro yeah. was passed down, you know, and he and Jethro didn't say do it because I said it. Jethro brought God off into the uh, the mm-hmm. scope of everything. He said if if God he said, in other words, he's saying, uh, let God uh, be the mm-hmm. final, uh, you know, uh, rule mm-hmm. over the God says for you to do this, then then do it. But he's giving them the, the wisdom that he's seeing, but he's saying mm-hmm. that if, if it, um, I'm trying to get to the scripture where he says, he says it exactly so that I can. Mm-hmm. Connected off in here, he said. In nineteen, he says, "Hearken now to my voice, and I will give thee counsel, and God shall be with thee. But thou, thou for the people, uh, to God word that thou mayest bring the causes unto God." Right. And then he right. also said, he also makes another point. Uh, twenty three in verse twenty, if thou shalt do this thing, and God command thee so. So he's saying, in other words, seek the Lord and make sure that God has commanded you also to do this. He's not uh, taking any authority over it. He's not giving, you know, his final, this is my final word, and if you don't do this type of thing. He's saying, uh, uh, get God's command on this, in other words, before you act on it, but this this is what he's seeing. This is what I I have realized since I'm here. Go go ahead, Minister. Yeah. yeah, because he 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 has seen through the the word that got God that happened in Egypt came all the way back there, and they have had other gods, but what God has ever done this? And he acknowledged that. Uh, uh, Moses' God is better than any, any other God. So he would yeah. honor him telling him, if, you, if you've seen other gods and they've never done this, and his God works. So, and That's I mean, he's, he's taking them back. Your God, you do it according to God. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think about why did God harden uh, Pharaoh's heart. Mm-hmm. They weren't about the miracles. If 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 
if Pharaoh had gave everything to him. God had a purpose. Sometimes the things that we may go through, God mm-hmm. has a reason and purpose in it. Amen. And, and him, it's all about him. It's all about yeah. him and his glory. And, and yeah. most of the time, we, we mistakenly yeah. think it's all about us when it's all about God. He, he's, he's the one that's seeking to have his ultimate um, will and understanding disclosed to man in every situation. Yeah has nothing really to do about us. He he can use us as vessels, but it's all about him and everything. And once we can get uh, harnessed the effect of accepting his will, then that's when we can move forward in everything. But, um, you know, and he allows us to go through certain things until we, we will accept his will in it and gain the understanding to move to, forward to the next step. Um, Moses, Anything other than killing that man when he seen, but yet he even that had a purpose to lead him mm-hmm. out of uh, Egypt to go where this man was, but then it would send him back. How many times has God sent us out of somewhere and then told us go back to the very same place? Mm-hmm. Could we be obedient? You know, Moses didn't know. All he knew is that God said to leave. And returned back to Egypt. And he took the staff that God gave him. Mm-hmm. God would do signs and wonders there. There yes, would be right. But God knew all the beginning and the end. Why does God tell us he is the omega and the alpha? Alpha and omega. Alpha and, alpha omega. and omega. Okay. The, but in and all the this, Yeah, God... Yeah, from the nobody, nobody can, um, you know, uh-huh. begin it. Nobody can end it like he can. <laughs> yeah. And he just wants obedient servants. Church, yeah. You know, we we are a living testimony of God's what yeah. and love, but we have to be willing to be obedient children. Yes. Yes. And, you know, even we can see a little bit of this relationship between um, Moses and Zipporah's um, family uh, because, you know, Moses was very, you know, obviously intimate with them because in Numbers 10, uh, verse 29, it says, And Moses said unto Hobab, the son of, you know, the name changed here, Ragul, which is rule. Actually, originally it was rule but it changed in Numbers um, 10, uh, verse 29, it changed to Ragul, the Midianite. Um, so mm-hmm. Moses, which is was Moses' father-in-law, the same, which is Zipporah's father, we, we mm-hmm. are journeying into the place of which the Lord said, I will give it to you. Come thou with us and we will do the uh, good, for the Lord has spoken good concerning Israel. And he said unto him, I will not go, but I will depart to mine own land and to my kindred. So Hobab, which was uh, the brother of Zipporah, he was saying, I will not go. I will go back to my own kindred. And he said, mm-hmm. let, let us not, I pray thee, for 
this is Moses talking to him again, and he said, Let us not, I pray thee, for as much as thou knowest how we are encamped in the wilderness, and thou mayest be to us instead of eyes. And it shall be, if thou go with us, yea, it shall be that thou, that what goodness the Lord shall do unto us, the same will we do unto thee. And they departed from the mount of the Lord three days' journey, and the ark of the covenant of the Lord went before them in and the in the three days' journey to search out a resting place for them. And the cloud of the Lord was upon them day by day when they went out of the camp. And it came to pass when the ark set forth that Moses said, "Rise up, Lord, and let them." Thine enemies be scattered, and let them that hate be flee before thee. Amen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. And and when it rested, he said, Return, O Lord, unto the many thousands of Israel. So, you know, he had intimacy with the the wife that was given to him by Jethro, the poor. And he saw how Zipporah um, stood for him when the when in the circumcision of the child. Yes. And, you know, we also see that um, he loved Jethro. He loved the, the brothers. He loved the family uh, much. And you can see that Zipporah was very humble as yes. toward her, you know, in the eyes of her father, she respected her father very much. Uh, yeah. She honored and the, her and all of the family, the sisters. Because I'm wondering, okay, why was these seven sisters out there watering the troughs? And then here he, it is, there's this brother by the name of Hobab here. Um, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, and I'm looking at how industrious uh, the daughters were at, at that mm-hmm. time. Um, her, she and her sisters, and they, you know, they really were humble toward the father. And the father had given them a lot of wisdom because Hobab, he understood his destiny, and and the Israelites' destiny was two different um, directions. So he immediately turned down following, um, you know, Israel. And, and to their purpose and their destiny mm-hmm. uh, He knew that wasn't For him So how many mm-hmm. people would that Because you know somebody coming by And you're saying Oh uh, God, Our God is getting ready to bless us Come on and go along with us You know come this direction With us But Hobab was like um, You know something in him is saying This is not my same destiny but, of course, for us, the children of the living God, we know to follow that, the God of Israel, Yah Israel. Um, would you have any words that you would like to share, Minister Belinda, over that? No, that, I mean, that, like you say, there are some people, they're going in a different direction, and that's not for yours. And, but we have to go in the direction that God says. And learning to just accept that that order, you know. Uh, and Moses wanted him to come, but he didn't go. 
You know, we have a heart to want to help or want people to share, but uh, that might not be their destiny. But God's people need to surely follow what God says. Amen. Absolutely. We we must um, follow and get on board with um, going the direction mm-hmm. that the Lord has for us in this hour. And we must understand his ordinances, understand um, mm-hmm. the path, guidelines, uh, the manual, the manual that he has given us to live by. Uh, mm-hmm. It's there for I mean, we pick up and we read all kinds of manuals. We read manuals of how to use an iPhone, manuals of how to use a smartphone. We'll, we'll read any uh, mini textbook. We'll read <laughs> so many things, you know, but we don't want to read the life manual the, that mm-hmm. gives us access to the tree of life, that gives mm-hmm. us direction and the path that we should take. And, you know, you could tell that uh, Zipporah came from an honorable heritage, that she mm-hmm. carried that honor with her. Um, it looked like it mm-hmm. was passed down from generation to generation. And mm-hmm. I think that we need to go back to those uh you know, I'm not saying go back and, and live the way that they did where we're going in water and trough, but I, I can see the traits and the characteristics of it. You know, it had honor in it. It had modesty in it. Um, yeah. It, there was a relationship in it, a true relationship foundation mm-hmm. in it, um, where, where uh, two families could sit under the same tent. And, and mm-hmm. be content with each other, be be mm-hmm. joyful with each other. Um, mm-hmm. have any a lot of that you would like to share with the body of Christ yeah. and those that. Uh-huh. Mhm. There's just some of what you said. There was a lot of respect. There's a lot of mannerism. You know, if you know the spirit of God, God is not rude. He tells you how to act. You know, and that it's almost like. Uh, and I go back to the the old school I was brought up under, and it was a lot of morality that was given to women and to men, fathers. You know, there was a set like pattern that I saw. I saw it begin to become less as the society changed. Instead of staying, and a lot of that is biblical. I didn't grow up with the Word of God, but I looked at the principles of God. And I said, Lord, that's why them people were doing that stuff back then. You know, mm-hmm. older women would train the young girls how to be women, you know, and it was a, mo- a moderation to it. There was a, a wisdom and knowledge to it that mm-hmm. uh, at a young age, because at that time, women were getting married early, 17, 16. But I saw my cousins, you know, Married for years. The yeah. relationship that the husband and the wife had of respect. My mm-hmm. aunt. You wouldn't think no such thing as talking crazy to an elder. No. <laughs> not not in my time. You didn't. But you know, you know what, um, Minister Belinda, the one thing is that we uh, want to focus on the solution of it. I, I know I touched on the, the problem that exists is not knowing the manual, the life manual. Man, um, the life, 
that is God's word. You because know, we all we all make mistakes before we get a hold of the life manual. We, yeah. I think we all made some mistakes because yeah. we unknowingly are walking without um, without a mandate. We're walking without direction, without instruction, without guidelines, and we're just doing things that um, yeah. satisfy or gratify our our desires, our thoughts, um, our wow. own wants. You know, and until we find purpose. You know, yes. purpose is the key. We need to find purpose. Why yes. are we here? Why do we mm-hmm. exist? Um, because otherwise we're just moving to and fro and about without any mm-hmm. direction, without yeah, any sure. knowledge base on why we're here. So I think um, we need to go back down, back to the basics and, and mm-hmm. understand what is your purpose? What is our purpose mm-hmm. here? Why why do we even exist in this world? And we, mm-hmm. if we pick up the life manual, it gives us everything that we need to know. It gives yes. us every every balance of instruction, everything that we see right now, we can understand why it is the way that it is now. Yes. When we pick up this life manual, the Holy Bible, and begin to yes. read it, not just read it yes. with... Um, uh, just to have a knowledge base, but uh, read it to gain an intimacy with God and that purpose, you know. Yes, yes. Even, you know, when you learn, like you say, he says my people perish for lack of knowledge. Oh, and when yes. you don't have that guide, this Bible, and you don't have that understanding, you, like Donna, Donna says, you're walking around in darkness, so you're being affected by all kinds of things. And your own mind will think certain things. And you think this is okay. And then you find out what you do has such conflict in your life and brings such damage, you know, mm-hmm. to your people are hurting. People are thinking, you know, suicide. That's the answer. But when you come to the knowledge of God, it changes you. It changes your character. It changes the way you think. It, it molds you way that even the way you live, uh, a young child can look at you and move in that if they're disobedient and and uh, in a li- another lifestyle, that order starts to change that child. That that the spirit of God moves on that person, touches that person. That's why he says, if you lift them up, you draw people to him. You know, lifting mm-hmm. God up is learning how to live right, how to talk right, how to think right. How to act right. Mhm. Mhm. And most children want security. They want order. They want security. They want solidness. Right. Right. And that and that's just the thing about his mandate. It is it is a form of order because you see there was chaos in the beginning. It was empty and void. So when mm-hmm. God begins struck things with by in Proverbs I mean I'm sorry, Psalm chapter eight it said with his very little fingers he formed the earth. And you know yeah. that in itself is very powerful because if you think yeah. about someone taking to the masses of this earth, the the uh depth, the width, the height, <laughs> you know, uh the the expanse of it, you know, to form yeah. it in such a way that we can um, be able to live in it, to breathe in 
stand up in it, you know. And and how he took Adam. Adam was just laying there lifeless and he blew he he breathed into him and all of a sudden he's alive. Soul is alive, you know. That's what we talk about, power. You know, and when we talk about being able to go into the depths of the sea without even moving. (laughs) And and he says to Job, he says, who can loose Orion, you know, a set order of stars in the sky? The only one that can do it is the one that formed it. But but because we, just like I said, what what we're saying right now is that, you know, without that life menu, you just move to and fro about not having any revelation or knowledge, and you... And it's easy to make mistakes. It's easy to stumble and fall and trip when there's no light before you. Yeah. And and so this is what um, is creating chaos again. Uh, Until Mm -hmm. we get more closer to this life manual, then there will be less chaos in the world, you know? Yeah. And we stop striving for the good and evil and focus more on the tree of life, then that's when struggle in. And we've yes. all been there. We've all been there because in Adam we died. But yes. in Christ Jesus we live. In Christ Jesus we live. Mm-hmm. Jesus we, live. We, we do have one caller on the line with us. I'm going to open up the lines and if you would like to interject anything to what we're saying or if you have any questions, any prayer requests, feel free to ask them at this time or share at this time. The lines are open. Okay, well, we want to say thank you for listening in to the Kingdom Mandate. Uh, We've been talking about strange women of the Holy Bible. Um, Our topic Mm -hmm. for the day has been Zipporah. We can say the first woman who performed circumcision on her son. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. want to say also to um, go back and listen to the other um, strange women of the Holy Bible series that we spoke about. We we spoken on Ruth. Um, I believe we talked about uh, Tamar, and um, who else have we talked about, Minister Belinda? It's been quite a few now. Uh, oh And these oh. are unusual women uh, that often are left out in the Bible. So um, do go back and listen to them so you can understand that we, as women, we do have a role to play in this world. We do have a role to play. Even though some things may be strange about us, um, it's a form of encouragement to let you know that you're not alone out there and that you can overcome Everything you may be facing out there at this time, that the Lord has a, a mandated message for you. He has a order for you to follow, and that the Lord is going to bless you as you tap off into that manual. Get off into his manual, the Holy yeah. Bible, and the Word of God that gives life, and learn of him so that you can grow and walk in his order and live and, and you know, Strive for that eternal life because there's no better place to uh, go to. We don't want to go to that other dwarf 
and dreary place, and nor do we want to live in that dark and dreary um, place. Mm-hmm. That, uh, we want to live in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, Minister Belinda, do you have anything else that you would like to say to the body of Christ now? Yes. God's Bible is hope, you know, and, and it's peace in it. There's love in it. There's correction. Love is correction. All of it. You know, the, the, uh, and what Sister Donna says that uh, uh, women have a place in the Bible. They do. They have a place in this life, you know, and God wants to give. He said, I came to give you life and life more abundantly. And it's for us to say, Lord, what does that mean? And like he says, hunger and, and thirst after him. Ask God, thirst for his righteousness, his wisdom, and his knowledge. And even he's not partial. I look at Moses, you know, I look at Sephora, how she was connected to Moses. She was just as important. And here's Moses with a stutter. So that's people, you may think that your, your, your shortcomings limit you. Maybe they do in the natural world, but not in God. I, you know, and that's a place that God takes you out of when he develops the strength, his strength, his wisdom, his knowledge. He lets you know that everything that you have in you is important. And if the negative is there, he's the builder of the house. He will cut down, take out the part that's not good, and edify the good and put the part that needs to be in there to make you better. He'll put what you need inside of you. I think it's Sister Donna. Okay, she can. She has a gift, and it comes out real smooth. Sometimes it doesn't with me, but I've learned we all have gifts, and they're just as important. She's my sister in Christ. I honor that, but I'm not Donna. I'm Belinda, <laughs> and I've learned to love Belinda. God loves me, you know, and and that. There was a time I used to say, oh, God, I, I don't know how to, I can't do this. Look at them, how they're doing this. There was a lady that could quote the scriptures. I mean, remember that stuff and quote it and, and throw it out there. Tell you where to go find it. I had to dig and, and learn and go over and over. But it doesn't matter. You know, we all fit into that body and into that order. And that's what I like about God. When uh, this support had a place, you know, and her humility, a lot of times we think humility, uh, uh, a humbleness uh, is a negative. It's not. Being meek before God, he talks to the meek. He doesn't talk to the proud and the hard-headed. But he'll talk to you if you humble yourself. And just come before God to say, Lord, I'd like to know who you are. Show me, Lord. And, 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 and when we see our faults, saying, God, change me. Change me according to thy word, Lord, that I can be used by you. Amen. Amen. Because... We as women, um, you know, we look at seven women who go out to the well, seven daughters of uh, Jethro, and they're going out to to water the sheep, and 
There's no argument. There's no strife between those daughters. Yeah. They're going out there to do a common, uh, you know, with a common goal, and that is to water their father's uh, sheep or, you know, whatever herd that he had there. But they're out, they're going out there to do it. And, and we women are called out to do the same thing that we see that these ladies are doing. We're called out to water the sheep. Water them and give them the life of Jesus Christ, and right. and doing so, we we do it with the love and compassion of God. Together, um, togetherness is what it's going to take to save the souls. Togetherness is what it's going to take for us to save our children. Togetherness yeah. is what it's going to take. You know, the wailing women at the altar. Um, we're going to have to come together. The mothers are going to have to cry out and travail. The women of Zion need to wake up uh, and, yeah. and hear the voice of the Lord and hear and, and cry to the Lord for, for the children at this time. Not only cry for the children, but cry for the world at this time because there are many that are suffering. There are many that are out there. We have broken homes. They need fixing, and it's going to take the travail of the women, the daughters of Zion, to stand up and cry out before the Lord. You know, in Psalms um, 34, I'm going to read from verse 1 um, through 8. It says, I will bless the Lord at all times. Ladies, we we need to bless the Lord at all times through everything, through every circumstances, through every thought, through every pain. Through every sorrow, we need to bless the Lord at all times. And he said, his praise shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And it said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. Yeah. They looked into him and were lightened, and their faces were not ashamed. Ladies, hey. Hey. not ashamed. And it says, their poor man cried, and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamped around, camped round about them yeah. that feared him and delivered them. Oh, yeah. taste and see. That the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Ladies, we have to wake up. We have to, um, again, um, I'm speaking to the mothers out there. We have to come back to that plane where we, I can remember um, the ladies crying at the altar. I remember the mission meetings that the women used to hold. I I remember so many things that the women used to do for the body of Christ. And I know Jesus Christ remember the ministering women that were with him. So we have to hey, we have to wake up and come back to that level where the Lord where we were with our first love in the Lord, mothers of the living yeah. God. Virtuous women of the living God. Uh, this yeah. is my message to the mothers out there this uh, Mother's Day to wake up and be the woman that the Lord has called you to be. Bid the Lord's will in this hour. Yes. No matter what position you hold, 
glorify God in it, and it can reach a soul. I'm living proof. I didn't grow up under this stuff, but when I got saved, I got a portion of it through some holy women, and I mean them sisters prayed for me. It was their light. Even in their suffering, I saw their strength, and it motivated me to tears to pray for myself. When the enemy tried to snatch me out, just knowing them and knowing that how they loved me. One lady sent me some uh, used sheets, but they were her best, and she sewed them and ironed them. I don't iron sheets, but she was from the old school. It touched my heart. It reminded me of all those women that I didn't know, but I seen something in them, and I didn't know what I was seeing as a child, but I would want to sit next to them. Just sit next to them. Calm you. I thank God for all of this. And those that you have that may have been hurt and have left God, return back because there's a generation being lost and they need you. They need to see Jesus in us. Oh yes. And that is so important is that you know that um we display, display yes. the yes. act. Yes. Back then, you know, even as a little child, I could feel the presence of the Lord in the church, yes. just like and you know. And we uh, had those, we had women off in the church that that will correct you, that will bring yes. you back into order, as Jethro did with um, Moses, that will tell you, you know. And and at yes. that time, we listened. We listened to it, you know. And I think yes. it's so important that. Uh, the mothers, be in, especially in the body of Christ, that we begin to speak out and give that um, that not you know give that guidance according to the spirit of the Lord that that will put someone in check. Because I had some of those I had some of those uh, mothers in my life, and I'm very thankful for having them to to give me that direction. I'm, I may not have. Uh, moved as you know, uh put myself in check and order then, but I can tell you later on it was like, Oh, that's why they said that. Oh, okay, um, so I understood and it took me a long way in life. It took me a yeah. long way. And I and I, I tell you I was very thankful, even though you, they may be angry with you when you say yeah. those things or maybe they may get bitter with you, but it's a yeah. word that will not be left undone because the word of the Lord is never empty nor is it void. Okay. So and it's not a seed that's going to drop to the ground. It's a seed that's being planted. So if the Lord is feeding you, it's important for us to speak out to the younger generation, the younger ladies out there and and feed them because they don't, they moving about and know not. They moving about and they know not. It's very obvious that they're lacking uh, the wisdom that, that is needed. And I tell you, if there's any young ladies out there that are listening now, we're not saying this to condemn you or to make it look like you don't know something. But I'm saying here's an open door for you to to reach out that, you know, if you are struggling or if you are having problems, to reach out to. Don't Don't hesitate to reach out to someone that you know that is walking godly or, or even to call in. 
to our programs, to any of the pastors on here, you can call any time that we're on or airing. You can call 646-668-2413, and anyone will be glad to speak to you. You don't have to give your name or who you are, yeah. where you call from, and we're not, we're, it, you know, we're not going to expose you. Feel free to reach out and talk yeah. to us or any of us. Um, you can also go to our Facebook pages at Kingdom Empowerment Inc. and um, or Kingdom Empowerment Magazine. And we'll be glad to, you know, send us an inbox message. We'll be we'll be glad to respond back with you, um, mm-hmm. in Jesus, in Jesus' name, and and you know, in hope that we can help you. And if if we're not able to, we can uh, certainly try to find a source in your area that will be able to help you. Um, so yeah. don't uh, don't give up. Don't lose hope. Um, don't <laughs> run away and keep holding things inside, you know, speak to someone and get help. Um, yes. Minister, yeah. So Minister yes. Belinda, let us pray for the, the ladies. Let's pray for the body of Christ, especially the mothers out there um, that are growing weary and tired, the mothers out there, especially in those war-torn areas, you know, yes. it has, you know, it has to be very detrimental to a mother in in a place where there's no medicines or no food available for a child. You know, um, let's mm-hmm. pray for those, pray for the mothers there, and pray for the mothers here as well, throughout oh. the whole world. Oh, Father, in Jesus' name, do I come in the throne room boldly, God, but humbly, Lord, I stand as your child, God, and I come, God, praying for every mother wherever they at, God. I pray, God, as a witness, Lord. It doesn't matter if you're in the United States or you're in uh, Beirut or you're in Yemen, God. All of the places in this this world, God, where mothers are struggling, Father, I ask, God, that you send miracles, Father, because you have not stopped being a miracle, God, Father. Lord, you're able to put food on a table when there's no food, God. You have ways of bringing forth food, God. I'm a witness, Lord Jesus. And, God, I pray, Lord God, right now, Father, that you anchor these women that are tired. You strengthen them, God, and you send them ministering angels, God. I'm asking you, God, to come in there sleep, God, and let them know that you're God, Father. Come in visions, God, and let them know that you have not forgotten them, God, that every hair on their head has been numbered by you, God, and you have not let them go They are in your hands, God. Those that don't know you, God, I'm asking God that you will come, Lord, and and magnify yourself to them. Reveal yourself to them, God. In the name of Jesus, I pray, God, for every need that they have, God, be met according to your riches and your glory, God. I ask, God, that, Father, where they lack hope, bring hope. Where they lack a sound mind, God, I'll speak to the mind. You shall be sound, and you shall grow in the name of Jesus. But, God, those that are dealing in depression, God, I curse it, Father, in the name of Jesus. God, bring the abrosa that they may call to them. Lord, I pray, Lord God, that your hand, that you said your hand's not short, God. And we know that, God. We've seen it in our lives, God, where man said no and tried to shut a door on us. God, you bust the door open. So every door, God, that is accounted unto them, God, open it up. And every door, God, that the enemy tries to open up to him, 
to destroy, to kill, and take away from them, God. I ask that it shut. God, I ask that a hedge of protection be around them, God. I ask, God, that you will magnify the gifts in them, God. I ask, God, where they've been torn down, that you will lift them up, God. But you said you are the, the carpenter of the house, God. Build in them what they need. Take down what they don't need, God. But, Lord, you build the house, Father. I ask, God, those that are, do not have the spirit of love around them, God, that you will just love them through, God, that you will hold them and let them know that I want them to feel you, God, to know that you are not, God, that you are mighty. And every need that they have can be met according to you, God. According to thy word, Father, I ask God, any that are on this line, God will hear this. If you are not saved, I ask God, God, the Abrosa, God, come to them, Lord. Come to them, Lord Jesus, and let them know that there is a living God that cares for them, that loves them, God. God, I pray, Lord, for all of the body of Christ, Father. I pray, God, if we need correction, let us accept the correction, God. When you said you love them, that you chastise them that you love, God. Our parents chastise them. I'm not talking about abuse, Father, in the name of Jesus. Correction is also telling the child right from wrong, God. You love them because you want them to be healthy, Father, and to grow. Lord, I ask you, Father, Diablo Sunday to be cold. Lord, all of them, God, you know who they are. You know their names, God. You know where they are. Father, you are God and God alone. You said you are the Alpha and the Omega. You're the beginning and the end, God. And, Lord, they need to know who you are, God, Father. Those that have never heard you, God, begin to say, your hand is not limited, God. You care about that oneness, Lord, God. You, If you have 99, you already know you got those. But you care about that one that's lost, God. I'm praying, God, whatever situation, whatever they, 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 uh, their handicaps that they think limits them, God, manifest yourself and let them know that it does not matter. You said wherever, whatever a man lacks, ask the Father, Father. Begin to open their mouths and let them ask. I want the wisdom of God. I want the understanding. I want my eyes of uh, understanding be enlightened. I want to hear what thus says the Lord God. Re Lord, reverse that which has been done and bring it forth, God, into the measure that you want, God. I pray, Lord, Father, God, that every chain will be broken off, any that are in bondage, God. I pray, God, that those chains be broken, God. Lord, wherever they at, you can deliver them out, God. Your angels are mighty. So, Lord, I send a legion of them, a war angels, God, to go forth and war for these ladies, God. Lord, wherever you are, Lord, my son, whether it's finances, Lord, Jesus. Whether it's sickness, bring health, God. Wherever, if the house has been broken, God, you're able to bring the pieces back to mend it according to thy word, God. Your word, Father, is the only hope for all of those that are lost, for all those that are in the kingdom of heaven. God, let them grow, that they increase. God, strengthen them. 
Lord Father, strengthen them, Lord Jesus. In the name of Jesus, God, you've got to have a break. Some of them need breakthroughs, God. They need to see your hand just break it, Lord. Break the God, if it's in a stronghold in the mind the enemy's trying to destroy, God, break it. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, let the doors, God, Lord, in the spirit realm, God, there's a large door, and it's mighty. It's opening up. It's mighty. It's a wide door for those that come through, God, in the name of Jesus, God. For God, you say, what door you open, no man can close. And what door you close, no man can open. So, God, we ask that door. God is open. But let them go through. If you say now is the time to go through, let them not hesitate. But let them run to that door and let them go in. Lord, in the name of Jesus. And I call it done in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. We thank God yeah. for the prayer. And we thank, amen. We thank God yes. uh, uh, for everything that he's doing. And we pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ that he will be with everyone. For the youth, uh, anyone that is out there listening that do not know Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, and you want to know him. Um, get a Bible. Get you a holy Bible. Holy Bible. Open up that Bible and start reading it and ask God to reveal himself to you through that Bible. And ask God also to reveal himself to you in body, in your spirit, in your soul. And ask him to rule in your body, to take, give you that ultimate covenant relationship that he desires to have with you. The Bible says, draw nigh to him, and he will draw nigh to you. Mm-hmm. So you have to open up your heart. He's already knocked at your door. It's you yes. that have to open up your heart and receive it. When the woman yes. who had an issue with blood, she ran, she pressed through that crowd. Just yes. to touch the hem of his garment. And yes. she touched that hem of the garment. She received a release of power, dunamis power. Yes. Made that uh, yes. blood dry up that was coming out of her. And and you know the thing about this is that she had faith and she believed in him. She yes. faith and she yes. believed that when she touched that hem that she was going to be Hold and he said, "Woman, by your faith, you've been made whole." Many, many women out there are suffering right now. This is an yes. opportunity for you to stop and reach out and touch the hem of his garment and receive your healing. Receive yes. the power of the Holy Ghost in your life, so that you can live, so that you can see those stumbling blocks before you that he can shed a light on the path before you and that you will not fall. You need his wisdom, knowledge, and understanding in this hour. He said you perish. We perish because of lack of knowledge. We perish because of lack of wisdom. 
We perish yes. because of lack of understanding. He said we perish because of lack of vision. We need those yes. things to survive in this hour. So get down on your knees and say, Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and Savior over my life. I believe that you are the Lord over my soul, and I give you full reign over my life that I may reign as a son and or a daughter in the kingdom of the living God and, and accept them into your life right now today. And once you do that, again, open up your Bible and read it. Read your Bible and get to know Jesus Christ. Get to know the manual for your life. Jesus' mighty name. God bless you yes. all and may grace be with you now and forevermore. God bless Amen. you. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Mother. You're welcome, God. Happy Mother's Day to everyone. The mothers huh? out there. I say happy, oh, happy Mother's Day to the mothers out there. There's those that don't think it's so happy because your kids are running crazy, but have faith in God. Say, I'm happy anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and remember this one thing you brought, you did one thing, and that is you gave them life. Life, them that's life. And pray that that's that right. life will align to God's will in Jesus' name. Yes. God bless you all. Amen. Amen. Amen.